1: Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 193. Welcome all ye weary travelers. Sit down for a spell and pour some warm brandy into your ears in the form of podcast media. Guys, are you going to Comic-Con this year? Would you like to run to Comic-Con? Join us for Course of the Force, a five-day lightsaber Olympic torch-style relay run that starts in Santa Monica on July 7th, ends preview night in San Diego of Comic-Con, Uh, July 11th. Come in costume, but make sure it's ventilated. You're going to be running quarter-mile segments down the beach, down the California coastline. Uh, We're going to have parties along the way tonight. It's going to be an amazing time. Let's celebrate Comic-Con out in the wild before we go inside to Comic-Con. You can go to courseoftheforce.com to buy your quarter-mile run segment All of the run segment money goes to the Make a Wish Foundation. This is a partnership with Lucasfilm, uh, and we're super, super, super excited. Hope to see you there. I will be running. I will be covering it uh, along with uh, a lot of other, a lot of other nice folks. So come, be communal. Let's run at Comic Con, screaming out loud. This episode of the Nerdist Podcast is brought to you by Carbonite Online Backup. Your life, it's on your computer. Your livelihood, it's on your computer. They're, computers basically are our brain's hard drives now. We don't have to remember anything more because we have computers. but guess what happens if your computer eats itself? It's not good and especially if you have a Mac, there are more and more viruses uh, hitting Macs these days than ever before. It never used to be a problem you know and in, in PCs obviously you know you have antivirus software, but most people who have Macs are like meh but uh, but now it's it's getting more and more dangerous out there to be a Mac because because they're getting more popular. The kids are liking the apples, you guys, with your, what do you got there, an Apple Lisa? What do you got there, a, uh, what do you got, a Performa? What do you got there on your Apple computer? With Carbonite, all your files are backed up automatically, continually backed up, so you don't even have to think about it. Once you have Carbonite, it just—it's like, it's like you've captured the soul of your computer in some sort of a pensive, like a memory. So then you can just go in if you lose your computer and then just pull all your files down from Carbonite. You can do it from any computer anywhere. It's super easy. Plans start at $59 a year. Start your free trial today at Carbonite.com with the offer code NERDIST to get two bonus months with the purchase. That's Carbonite.com and use the offer code NERDIST.
0: Now entering NERDIST.com.
2: No, I couldn't um I guess I should do that now. I couldn't not take it. It's like cause the thing yeah, is it's no. like he's all he's all listen, it's my it's my second the- favorite movie, it's your favorite movie. You have to have You're it. You're talking
1: about the Ed Wood script that Dana Gould gave you? Yeah. It's, a, and it's Stop so trying I, to bring the audience into our conversation. What Chris? are you talking about, Matt? This is just a conversation that's not being recorded. <laughs> yes.
3: Hey man, there's a plant. <laughs> I don't know why I use the Freedom Rock voice. Hey man, turn it up, man. Turn it
2: up, dude. God, did you just gonna have a sweet weed party? Did aren't we? you ever think when they came up with the
1: Freedom Rock commercial, they were probably just like just let the grips do it? It doesn't fucking matter. And then that ended up becoming an
3: iconic commercial. That, that dude, well, you know what I found out? Um, Joel Murray, who who uh, I should say who I am, right? Uh, Bob um, Goldthwaite. Bob Cat Goldthwaite, Yes. And. Um, he stars in the new movie I made called "God Bless America." I met Joel on a movie called "One Crazy Summer." Yes, which fucking Savage Steve, so Savage Steve Holland. Savage Steve Holland. and I was like, like I remember the, the name of it was something else when we were making it. And he was so pissed, he was like, you know, if Warner Brothers released Woody Allen's movies, it'd be called "One Neurotic Jewish Guy." So, um, <laughs> so, what's the movie about? It's
0: a crazy summer. So,
3: so Just Joel. One. Joel, just one. So Joel uh, reminded me that apparently John, I did not remember the story at all, John Cusick had left his uh, credit card out, and I apparently wrote down all the numbers, <laughs> and, and while we were in this hotel for about six weeks, I was just ordering, like, you know, a Freedom Rock, you know, I just ordered bamboo steamers, just to... We sounded dirtier. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, just... that's when a panda shits on your <laughs> chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, No, it's yeah. a big
2: fat Japanese guy does it. <laughs> okay, yeah. right. Chinese. It's a
3: panda. Uh, oh. <laughs> Whoa.
2: it's getting ugly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, was, that was faster than usual. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Matt. Matt, uh, Matt seems to be very familiar with this. It's actually a Chinese guy. <laughs> it's a Chinese guy. China. China. A Chinese
3: and believe guy. me, they're a lot more expensive. Look, <laughs> they are. <laughs> I was trying not to work blue. Believe it or not, <laughs> oh, we went right there. Oh all my right. god! But uh,
1: so well. First of all, I fuck the, the. There's an. It- I saw Savage Steve Holland. And he, because I, I had always wondered. Apparently, Cusack doesn't like to talk about any of the stab- right, the the two right. Savage. One, first of all, Better Off Dead was a movie that sort of piloted me through high school. So yeah, great. Better
3: yeah. Off Dead. I, I and I hate to say this, but it, I think it's the better movie than <laughs> One Crazy Summer. I, I, I know I was in One Crazy well, Summer. Appara- okay.
1: apparently he. The story that he tells is that and I would lo- and I guess if I ever interviewed John Cusack, which I doubt I'll ever get to do that. But but the story is that he showed Just a, put it on your vision board. He showed a cut of Better Off Dead while you guys were shooting One Crazy Summer. And Cusack, like, got out of the theater, walked out, <laughs> didn't say anything. And he was like, I and he apparently. Yeah. And apparently hated it. And it was he just was like, well, this is not the movie I thought we were making. And Savage Steve was like, what? What did you think? The
3: Asian guys
1: in the Howard <laughs> Truly Cosell coat to behold. holy? <laughs>
3: um, yeah, um, I I cannot confirm nor deny that, but uh, I remember we were upset because we saw the Pee Wee. Uh, movie while we we're making that and there's a there's a big scene with Godzilla oh, yeah. in the TV movie and then and and then I'm in a Godzilla suit and one crazy and spoiler on. alert
2: yeah.
1: Um, yeah, someone uh,
3: throws a cigar and yeah, you got the head it. and then you stomp yeah, on. Bill her. Hickey who was um uh he was in the original, the OG producers as uh old drunk guy uh <laughs> I think his, no old drunk I think is his character's name but but, yeah, Bill Hickey was up for uh, an Oscar nomination or got an Oscar for Prinzi's Honor, and then he was throwing a lit cigar into my mouth as a guy. <laughs> so, uh, by the way, that suit weighed, like, 70 pounds. It looked pretty heavy-duty. And they put a stuntman in it, and he fell over like a turtle, and he couldn't get up. <laughs> so, so they talked like me Like camera? Yeah, yeah. So they, no, they turned, talked me into it because it was built for my specs. And so, um, so I'm actually crushing the buildings when the, the flames are going up and <sighs> stuff and they go, well, uh, if you catch on fire, uh, you won't burn it up because the fumes will kill you. So uh, <laughs> we're going to throw you in the pool. And I go, well, I'm wearing a 70-pound sponge. Go, yeah, yeah, you'll drown. Yeah, and they go, oh, okay. And then they go, all right, all right, we got a guy who, <laughs> they have a guy in a, in a wetsuit with an air tank in the bottom of the pool oh, in case they to throw Christ. me in. That's so he was going to keep me uh, up. But, uh, you know, Keeps but it's all up there. Safe. I think it was worth it. <laughs> it was, it was worth it. It's, it's, it's,
1: <laughs> but you have, that, that, that movie has one of my favorite Joke turns... In movies where you start telling the story about oh, there's this kid, oh the little, little fat boy yeah, speech,
3: <laughs> and he says, "Were you that little fat boy?" Yeah. Like, no, I used to beat the yeah, shit yeah, out yeah. of him. But um, I see, grab him and I go, "Why are you so fat?" Then I beat, the, so sh- then <laughs> I beat yeah. the shit out of him. Man. I had um, Steve Holland home. had to remind I'm me sorry. during the um, the 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 commentary for one Crazy Summer that uh, I came up with that scene. I, I I didn't remember that, and apparently I also directed some of the other, There's a movie inside the movie at the drive-in. I guess I directed some
2: that. Oh, wow. And you also did all the claymation and, uh, <laughs> yes, <they did.
3: laughs> all of the animation. But you know Savage Steve Holland also did the animation for uh, Press Your Luck? Oh, whoa. That oh, the my God. So those the whammies. You did the whammies? Yeah. Oh, wow. That so, is one of my be- favorite pieces of trivia. I, I had did not know yeah. that. So we would be like, you know, we're in a boat and he's on the other side <laughs> of the bay and he's docking through a bullhorn and yelling at us and I was like, and Demi Moore's like, what'd he say? I said, Big bucks, no whammies. I don't know what that means. <laughs> he keeps saying big bucks, no whammies, and then he went wah, 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 and waddled <laughs> off. Uh,
0: that's but, amazing. Uh,
3: so Savage Steve Holland, you should have him on. He's a, he's a delight. He's a very he's, he's one of those guys.
2: I want him on. I wouldn't on, on, on having the Chiodo brothers on. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like we're just weird guys from that era that did neat things. We'll we'll have that. We'll, I, I definitely think. Uh, who were the? Um... <laughs> who else do you think we
3: should have? Yeah. Who, who <laughs> it's else brainstorm here? If we were gonna replace you right now. Who you that? know, <laughs> in fact, if we get Steve Holland down here right now, yeah. it'd be such, <laughs> <laughs> so somewhere, could you call get get him? him? Do you think yeah. you could call him? Uh, call um, Steve Holland.
1: But I but but I definitely uh I've I've been wanting to have you on for a while and talk because you were definitely. You were part of the, I think I maybe told you the story, but you were part of the fabric of my comedy development when I was growing up. And I think I told you the story that... Uh, when I moved, I moved to Los Angeles my senior year of high school and my, one of my neighbors was like captain of the football team or something and I was, you know, just like my life was just nerd central before that and so I totally had this chance to like Millhouse goes to Capital City and hang out with the cool kids <laughs> and so I, I went to a couple of parties of like football players and cheerleaders and could not fucking wrap my brain around I totally didn't belong there but I'm like I'm, no one's gonna find out one day we're all just kind of hanging out and they're talking about whatever. And I'm like, did you see the Bobcat Goldthwait special? And I started quoting your stand-up to them. And the, all these, like, fucking super cool, like, drunk <laughs> football players. were like, why don't you fucking chill out, bro? Like, it was that <laughs> kind of thing. Was, and that and was, was the, the moment. One? And it was almost like it didn't happen exactly this way. But it was almost where I just there was almost a pause and, like, well, I see my work here is completed. <laughs> yes. Got up and walked out, and never talked to any of them again. You star belly snitches.
0: Obviously, you <laughs> have stars. Um, I don't ours. have one. I'll yeah. be over at the other. Uh... But yeah.
1: but hey, the thing that it, kid? the thing that the thing that I loved about what you did was that obviously you know there was a very strong character that was going on, but you were the first person that I ever really started to see in that era. That sort of just I saw a couple sets where you were just talking about things that actually happened to you, like you talked about. Rolling Stone shitting on you or something. You were like, fucking blow me, Rolling Stone. Like, it really was the first time I had seen that kind of just, like, super honest, like, oh, he's 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 talking about oh, he's, his life.
3: He's generally obsessed.
0: <laughs> it is
3: his life. Yeah, and I think it's kind of weird because of the persona. I think people, um, I, often I don't think they, they were uh, aware of the fact that I even did stand up, or, you know, or, or the material that I had done, you know, which, which... um um, it's it's okay. I mean I, I, I don't regret it or anything, but I do find it frustrating now when I'm doing stand up and 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 people are surprised that I haven't act. You know <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Because usually, you know, stand up comedy is the catch bin of, of notorious people. So do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like like it's like, well, I'm no longer on say by the Bell. I'm going to be a stand-up comedian. You Dustin know? So, Diamond. Not mm. pointing any fingers. I yeah. just No, did. no. Go, he was talking, go, go talking about by the Bell pornography. <laughs>
2: stand-up comedy.
3: No. I once was uh, doing a, a... I was in Battle Creek doing comedy, and uh, and I drive to uh, Kalamazoo, maybe, to do the local TV, and it's, like, freezing cold out, and they go, hey, uh, Dustin Diamond's here, so uh, he's going to get interviewed inside, and I going
0: outside oh my god weather
3: and um and this guy had invented uh a woman had this uh pump spray that was just like having a car wash quality home version you know it had the high pressure thing she'd be great for the podcast yeah we should have her in (laughs) can savage (laughs) steve holland call her so savage steve holland (laughs) she's super tight with him and the the floby guy so um we were uh, so they cut out the news cuts out to me outside and like almost it was snowing and and with this spray and i just take it i just sprayed the newscaster <laughs> like this woman i just started at her feet and she Snowed. starts laughing and i just go Ooh, you know up and down her and um that's old Bob behavior. I really haven't done anything uh, like that in a while. But he it, it's the, usually out of boredom. And you let the couch on fire on. I, li- the yeah, I lit show. the co- couch on fire on the Tonight Show. <laughs> I, I like to work in other mediums, you know, yeah. water, fires,
2: smoke. Yeah. The Elements Tour of Bob. The Elements yeah, yeah. Tour.
1: Well, it was. I, I. I don't know if this is the exact story, but I really want to hear it. But I. I think I was talking to Tom Kenny about this. he was like Tomcat. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Tom yeah. Cat, Tom yeah. Cat, Tom, Tom Cat and Bunny. Tom, Tom Bunny was Tom Cat before I was Bobcat. Yeah. That, you guys, that you guys, that you guys, kind of started out around the same time. Oh, we start I've known Tom since I was six years old. We were introduced by a crying nun. <laughs> who, uh, who uh, she didn't introduce us. She said, mm. I think you gentlemen would get along fine. No, she, uh, this nun was sobbing and she was dragging me behind her in first grade, and I was hyperventilating. I was so upset because she said she wasn't gonna let me stay in the class anymore. <laughs> did, you <light> her, <laughs> and, uh, did you light the couch on fire? Uh, I, I had let the, at the nunnery, <laughs> yep. I set the couch on fire. No, so, uh, so, uh, I think I actually had asked her, I said, We really don't know when Jesus was born, right? <laughs> and that was like the final book. Junior dropped. Skeptic Society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, so she dragged me in the other class and um, Tommy thought it was really cool that I could make a nun cry and he <laughs> introduced himself at lunch. He was just like, Hey I'm Tom Kenny. Wow <laughs> So so that's how we became friends. But we started doing comedy same time, like, you know, 15 years old. And and um, we had a friend who was uh, a very funny political satirist, still funny guy, Barry Crimmins. But, you know, he 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 wanted to be billed as Bearcat. And so Tommy's like, oh, that's funny because I'm Tomcat, you know. And I'm like, yeah, I'm Bobcat. He's like, really? <laughs> and we're like being sarcastic bricks. <laughs> so they introduce us as Tomcat and Bobcat. And then... Um, Thirty years later, I'm Bobcat, so I guess the joke
0: is on me. Didn't
3: really pay off, you know. But Barry just found out recently that that was a joke, and he's like, "You motherfucker! Really, <laughs> <laughs> you snide little pricks! I was putting you on stage when your parents drove you to the comedy club." So, but you know, he said,
1: amazing. "But Tom said that it was that it that you sort of found this character of Bobcat, your stage character of Bobcat, and he said it literally changed your career almost overnight." He said. He made it sound like, and then one night he went
3: on stage, and then all of a sudden... Yeah, because it was like, you know, I I, I was always doing... I never did traditional stand-up when I got started. I was always like, um, I remember getting an actual Dear John letter, and then I came out, and I'm sobbing, and I'm like, two guys two guys walking to a bar. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, it was so cold today. How cold was it? I don't know. It was real fucking cold. (laughs) And then I just read this letter about seeing other people and stuff. And, um, you know so that's my act I was always doing different things gutting fish on stage or in San Francisco people would hear the character's voice and and then want to see me so I started performing in a cardboard box and that'd be the whole show <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was always doing kind of things like that and um, when I stumbled upon the persona it it, it it was a great you know my heroes were like well originally it was like George Carlin but you know people like Steve Martin and Andy Kaufman so to have a persona to hide behind or even someone like Groucho Marx you know it just made sense to me that was just a comedy I, I was interested in. But at the same time, you know a lot of comics really didn't like it and, and all that kind of stuff. but um you know, so um you know, so to to an extent, I can understand their anger, you know, because here was this guy who was 18 years old. I mean, I got on line when I was 20. Wow. So it really did put everything on the, the, the you know, but there was a lot of anger in Boston. Like, what the fuck? You know, I, why is it my turn? You know, I've been <laughs> doing comedy for a long time, you know. Oh, you <laughs> just
1: got to make that noise and then now uh, you get unlimited. Yeah. Yeah, so like, there must be a ton of that. I can
3: act like I'm,
2: uh, <laughs> I, I was going to say mentally challenged. That's not the word they
3: use. <laughs> <laughs> I can act like I'm fucking retarded, you know,
2: so. Uh, <laughs> Wait, but, guys from Boston use that word? That's you know,
3: weird. Peshaw. <laughs> but yeah, so the persona came along and and I think I eventually totally got trapped into it in a weird way because I would go on the road and I still do, like, you know, anywhere where it's still the eighties I'm huge. So <laughs> I, I, I go and people are expecting, you know, ah, ah, ah and uh and when this um <laughs> 50 year old dude that looks like a cabbie comes out there. they're a little disappointed and I blame people like you know Bon Jovi and, and you know well not Bon Jovi as much he's kind of aged gracefully but let's Brett Michaels you know what I mean like I really think people think I should be you know wearing a uh, Vinnie Vincent toupee
2: uh, <laughs> I going to be honest though that was a horrible Bobcat Goldthwait impression it really
0: was my
3: impression <laughs> of me is not very no good. that's <laughs> not how you do it he that's did it like, like this it's more like <laughs> <laughs> no it's still not uh, it right. uh, it's the Pygmalion. Yeah. Of the yeah. rain in Spain. Where yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that plane? <laughs> it's totally it's the worst Bobcat. All right, it's I'll totally do reverse. it. I'm not above it. Let me see if I can do it. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs>
0: Still doesn't sound like <laughs> me. Still doesn't sound
3: like
0: it's me. There. It's there. It's there. Really, it's
1: kind of it funny. Sad. I lost it. It's I mean that that's that so was that. one of those that was Holy one of those things. <laughs>
3: that's really weird. <laughs> I, I lost, lost it. We tried it. I can't. I haven't busted out in a long time. This, you know? uh, this when fall I was single, on A and E, finding <laughs> Bobcat. You know, when I was single, I would yeah you know, mm. hey, you know, Aren't mm. you that guy or you know mm. for like sick children? But I
0: <laughs> that. to so
3: make sure they died quicker. Mom,
0: who is this? What is happening?
3: I was always. Like, uh, police academy, you know, Steve Guttenberg
0: told me a funny thing. The goot. The the gooty.
3: So, now, here's the horrible thing, is that Bubba Smith passed away.
0: Yes, he did. How I found
3: out he passed away was, I got a call immediately from the AP wire service and CNN. I didn't get any, nobody said, hey, Bubba died. Call me up. hey, do you have any quotes from Bubba Smith? I go, what? He goes, well, he passed away. I go, I had no idea. And they're going, well, what, you know, I go, well, Bubba was a really funny guy, and he was very sweet and he told great stories, and he put up with absolutely no BS. Now, that's what I was saying, but what I was thinking was... Man, I hope when I die, they don't call fucking Gutenberg. <laughs> you know what I mean? It really bothered me that I was... You were the go-to. I have not seen Bubba in 20 years, and I was on his Rolodex. That was sad. Yeah, they couldn't have called his coach or his sports team member. Yeah, 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 man. Or entire cities that cheered him on. They called yeah. the Bob Scratch Gold farm. I guess, alphabetically, I was in front of Gutenberg. <laughs> so maybe that's why.
2: <laughs> the old, well, what would Gutenberg say about
1: what you? Would
0: Steve Gutenberg.
3: Mm-hmm. What 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 every know.
2: morning, every morning, I look in the mirror and ask myself the
1: same what, thing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: he's uh, he's an interesting one too because he was Gutenberg was on fire for a while. Yeah. Like, Police Academy was an unexpected hit. Three uh, men in a
3: Nutsack. Three men in right? a Nutsack. Yeah, that was a prequel. That was The, Cucune, that was the, Cucune. 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 the cocoon. Yeah, it was a prequel it was before <laughs> yeah. the child was born. Yeah, yeah. Three men in a Nutsack. It's like the mystery of you. No, no, um, it's just
1: three guys jerking off into the same <laughs> woman. Dish. Oh, I've seen yeah. that movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then uh, don't tell her it's me. Don't, <laughs> don't tell her it's me. Which is which was init- which they changed the name of that for some reason. I saw mm. it on Netflix and it's got a different. Don't tell her it's me. Yeah.
3: What is it now? It's I don't. Ouch, I don't remember. Ouch yeah. my ass! Yeah, that's
1: exactly, exactly what it is.
3: <laughs> so, so, but he was Goody on fire was, uh, for a while. The King of the World. Yeah, he did the uh, the cocoons and the Three Men and Baby and the Police Academy. And now, you would think he would reinvent himself uh, on a on a, a sitcom or something. I, maybe he right? just doesn't
1: want
2: to. Yeah, he did make a. Lot he of was cake. in he was in an episode of uh, uh, Party Down as himself. Oh really? Yeah, and he was really funny. I, he was a really funny guy. Yeah, he's very. Very much more muscular now than he really ever was.
3: Well, that's what happens. People get on the juice. Usually. Yeah, no, I'm not he's on the juice. Piscopo. Him and Piscopo should come back together. Well, here's the problem, guys. Uh, who, uh, yeah, when they have time on their hands, get really fucking buff. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't he's know. in prison know. I think it's. I think it's that. I think
1: that's just the sort of obsessive nature that you see coming out. Because to get that buff. Yeah. That's not just like that same kind of. I dive. exercise regularly. I'm not super buff, but to get like fucking ripped, yeah, like yeah. carrot
2: top style, you either have to, you have to be either working
1: out or eating meat constantly. Yeah, I mean that is that is I mean like you know when guys have an idea in their head they go, "Why well, don't want to work out because I don't want a good all fucking buff?" You're like, "You can't. You would have to. It takes a lot of chemicals. Nice. It takes dude. a lot of yeah. Oh, yeah." I would work out, but I don't I
3: want people to like me for me. <laughs> yeah. I don't want them to like a I fucking shredded. Them- I- <laughs> you know, I was like super thin for a while, and I remember and, that when you were directing Kimmel. Yeah, and nobody would ever go, "Hey, hey, you look good." Everybody thought he's got the AIDS. Yeah, <laughs> like that's so why I AIDS. remember you showing up to Bar for that and, show. And, and yeah. I be really skinny, and I just said, "You know what? You know, I'm gonna eat. You know, this is ridiculous. I, I get I was in the best shape I ever was, and everybody <laughs> thought I was on the way out. <laughs> that oh.
1: happened to me right after I lost a bunch of weight a long time ago. People were like. Oh, what's wrong? What's wrong?
2: I did think you had turned to drugs to replace booze.
1: Really? No, it's just when I quit drinking, like just all the weight m- went immediately away. <laughs> How much booze were you drinking? A lot,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: a lot, a really? lot. Yeah. And it
3: was beer weight, or it was, was beer it... weight.
1: I was drinking like 15, 20 beers a day. It's crazy. Oh wow, that yeah. I that... mean, starting and starting at like five o'clock at, in the afternoon. That's you know. nuts. And just drinking and just drinking until like three o'clock in the morning. And it was bad. But then you also eat at three a.m. You know, like you eat pizza yeah. at three a.m. when you're yeah. drunk because you're like, oh, yeah. fuck it. Yeah. So I stopped doing that, and then I stopped drinking, and then just like it, just all within a couple months, I had shed a ton of weight. Yeah. But not only do you eat pizza,
3: you eat pizza that's like a, at lava. Degrees. Oh. So then the next morning yeah, you're yeah, hungover. The top of your roof feels like the inside of a car wash. Oh, like the... all these little hairs hanging down. Well, every oh. element, every, everything about it's bad. <laughs> like like up, oh, I the, yeah. the throw up's burning my
1: mouth. Yeah, <laughs> <You're> like <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ.
3: Well, I, I, uh, you know, that's great that you're sober. It's a day at a time. Uh, <laughs> 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 we're gonna give Chris a chip. <laughs> I um
2: just take the know, one from his shoulder. Boom. Yo, oh,
1: I hey.
3: haven't um. You know, I stopped drinking and taking drugs in the whole uh, shebang by the time I was 19. But people always think that I was fucked up for most of my career. Mm, yeah, Maybe that's because of the choices I made. Maybe it was lighting a couch on fire. <laughs> yeah, but, but I was so cold <laughs> sober. I
0: don't really think that...
3: that, that um, Yeah, you know, I, I kind of... I, I, I will discuss anything, but, but I'm trying... I've discussed the Tonight Show thing a lot, and I know uh, recently while I'm promoting this movie, and I know that... You know, Leno's just got his feelers out all the time. You know, and I can imagine. Yeah, I heard you. I heard you on the the narrative. He's he's
0: like,
2: he's like insane. You know, your Leno's better than your Bobcat. It is
3: better. Ah, so, do Bobcat So it? When he gets going, he sounds like Dino. No, no. Uh, I, uh, Dino boy, come on, Dino. Dino. I, I actually become friends in a weird way. You know, I can understand the guy getting mad that I set his show on fire, and I said, "Hey, man, that wasn't cool." So I will own that. I mean, I don't. Uh, but I, I also uh, got to a point in my career where it's just kind of like. Just being famous for being famous was really absurd to me, and I really kind of hated it. That
1: is un-American, my friend. Yeah,
3: that really is, isn't it? Yeah, that really is. Maybe that's why in the new movie we kill reality stars, you know? Yeah. I mean, that, that could be why.
2: Very much looking forward to that movie.
3: Yeah, it's called God Bless America, and that's what I'm out promoting right now. It's got It's on uh, video on demand for folks, and then on May 11th, it starts opening in about uh, 50 screens across the country, and it's a movie about a guy who is um, diagnosed with a brain tumor, and he's suicidal, and his life is shit, basically, and Joel Murray plays that guy, and he's about to commit suicide, and he's got a gun to his mouth, and then uh, my super sweet 16... Uh, comes out a show like that I should say (laughs) I didn't didn't even bother I think it's like called my super (laughs) duper sweet 16 clearly clearly different different. clearly (laughs) clearly Uh, uh, and so this show comes on and then and instead of committing suicide, he drives 400 miles and he shoots and kills the girl. Uh, shoots her in the head. Uh, the girl from My Super Sweet Sixteen. And her classmate's like, did you kill Chloe? And he doesn't say anything. And she's like, awesome. So then they, uh, she convinces him not to commit suicide because there's so many more people that deserve to die. And they take off on the road. It's a road picture spree. Nice, like nice. A road picture killing spree. Yeah, cow. yeah. So it's... um. I like to say it's a very violent, violent movie about kindness, you know and and I think like when people hear the 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 boiled down version of what the movies that I make are about, they think they're just you know about you know they i I think people's first reaction, they think this is just a vigilante movie and and a, and it is a, it is a vigilante movie in a lot of ways. But you know, hopefully there's other things going on in the movie. I, it's I, just
1: it's just sort of the tool that you're using to tell this story about about these well, about these
3: people. Well, it's really a kind of a movie about like where are we going? You know, like I, I mean, I, I you know where everything in their culture is extreme and edgy and nasty, and and there's no more discussion of ideas. It's just it's just uh, annihilate the other guy. Yeah, you know, you know, bash him.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, I got uh, caught up
1: yeah, in it. Uh. You
3: know, <laughs> oh, sorry,
2: Jonah's got a little bloodlust.
1: So. But
3: I do that, though, while I'm promoting the movie, too, you know. All of a sudden, I slip into, you know, the very thing I'm trying to make fun of, you know. Uh, that's, the, that's a weird line. It is really hard, you know. But, um, uh, but yeah, so, so, like, World's Greatest Dad, you know, if you heard, it's about a guy whose son dies during autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> and then he starts writing as his dead son to get laid. You know, you would yeah. think it's like a, a Fairley Brothers film, but 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 I think that movie's actually turns out at the end of the day is about loneliness. I think.
2: Yeah, it's 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 a great movie, oh, and there's a, there's a bunch of choice lines in it too. But one of the best ones is uh, one I heard you took from somebody else, which is a uh, uh, talk about fatherhood. And um, someone says, oh, uh, "It's the hardest job you'll ever love." It's the hardest
3: job you ever love. We were supposed to have a baby together. We just weren't supposed to uh, <laughs> live together. Yeah, I hate hard. That was uh, that was a particular douchebag that I know that said that. So I just wrote it in the script. <laughs> Isn't it a great thing though? Like can... someone that you don't like says something really asinine, and then you just have a character say it. Yeah. So the character looks nothing like that guy. But if he wanted to own that stupid line you have to say, wait a second, I
0: exploit my child
3: when I'm trying to get pussy, too. I also think that. Yeah, I, when I'm trying to get laid, that was my line. <laughs> I, uh, also, uh, uh,
1: Shakes the Clown is fucking amazing. Shakes the Clown is great. Shakes oh, the Clown thanks. is an amazing
3: movie. Tom Kenny and I went and saw, thank you, but Tom Kenny and I went and saw it. They played at the Silent movie house, and, uh, it was really funny. It was, just, it was packed and, and, um, you know, like part of me would have said, 20 years later, I get my Just Desserts pack theater and people had memorized the dialogue and there was women who were dressed as clown sluts there. And <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm looking around and, and Tommy and I are watching about 15 minutes and he leans over he goes, what the fuck were we thinking? <laughs> <laughs> I, go, I don't know, man. Tom's I mean, great in that movie Tommy too. Tommy is yeah. great. He's playing uh, uh, Johnny Udo, Roger Widmark's character. Uh, That—that's who uh, Binky the clown's based on. But, but. Um, when we, when we, <laughs> my daughter goes, "Tad, you're a bad actor. I go, yeah, I know, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, so then we have to make a, like a Q&A with these people <laughs> who adore this movie. And it was totally like that Shatner, uh, Star Trek <laughs> sketch, you let's know.
2: with you people.
3: Yeah, let's get a life, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I get that a lot with the, the people who always go, uh, Remember? <laughs> when folks recognize me, they ask me if I remember the movies. And now I didn't remember some of those stories with John Cusack, but I do remember all the movies I've right. You in. Know, but they go, They're like the Alzheimer's IMDb page. Like, <laughs> do you remember that? movie you were no, in with Bill Murray? I, no, I don't what? I remember. I was in a movie with Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> remember that movie? Scrooge totally holds up, by the way. Scrooge is yeah. a nice Christmas movie. It's really funny. We were just, uh, my wife and I were... Uh, the royalty <laughs> checks keep coming in every Come year. Coming in a yeah. sweet, sweet, <laughs> sweet, sweet TNT What, what is better
1: than a seasonal hit movie yeah. that you know once a year you're going to get that nice
3: little Christmas present? I
2: think, I think yeah, Scrooge I is, think... is a great double feature on Christmas Eve with uh, Bad Santa. Bad
3: Santa and Scrooge ah. is a good nice little well, Christmas double feature. Well, our since my daughter was very young it's always been um, uh, Dead Alive has always been the Christmas movie well, Dead you know, Alive is well, fucking yeah you're right that's, I don't surprised. know why there's no Christmas theme in there but for some reason it's someone, fun though someone gave it to me for Christmas and I was like Merry fucking Christmas let's watch <laughs> some zombies kids so, so so ever since she was a little girl we always watched Dead Alive for that's Christmas. adorable well you and Tom were you in were you in bands as well with Tom um, Tommy was in more bands I was really bad I was kicked out of the Dead Ducks I was the lead <laughs> singer of the Dead Ducks by the way no hard feelings I'm still good friends with Dan they totally they totally sold out they, they totally sold out their early shit it's so different. Like, people go, the decks are so poppy now. I said, no, man, we were really punk back in the day. But, yeah, you know what's funny, though? In order to be a punk man in 1977 in central New York, it'd be like, you know, his song's by the Ramones. And then, all right, are you guys ready for some Marshall Tucker now? <laughs> it's 100% true, by the way. But I just think, I think
1: there's definitely, I think there's a parallel with some comedians who sort of started in punk music that you see... That it sort of affects their approach to comedy. Oh, sure. Which is why, to me, if as an outsider and not really knowing you that well, I go, "Oh, well, if his gene is the punk gene more than I have to make people laugh, gene, he's going to always fuck with the system no matter what it is because that's what he's driven by."
3: Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I I honestly felt like. Um you know early punk had way more to do with anything that influenced me comedically you know once that happened it was just you know awesome you know so so yeah and and also people like Keith Moon had more to do with my comedy than Johnny Carson you know by by the time i was a teenager uh, the idea of wearing a sweater and go you know and and asking probing questions like where a sock goes in the dryer you know i was like this is fucking horrible man you know so, so, so. but seriously where do they go oh, where do no. they go man you know yeah. you have two and then they've got the tiny
1: hangers and then you
3: yeah so so uh yeah i think my stand up early on was a, a, a reaction to it but but the the at the time when you know i was doing stand up like that and stuff um I always felt like an outsider, and I always, 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 you know, felt my character. I t- tried to protect him because I didn't want people laughing at him, not like, "Hey, here's a guy that's a weirdo." Um, but I also felt that, like at the same time in the '80s, there was a lot of comedy that wasn't about the little guy. It was actually ripping apart the little guy. It was about making fun of the little guy, mm-hmm. and and um, and uh, and comedy just got became this really. Uh, you know, weird right wingy kind of thing that I couldn't relate to at all. You well, know? that was the eighties in
2: general. I think a lot of the movies you see during that time too is a it's it's there's a weird underlying theme. It's like, well, money will make everything better. Is that kind of yuppie ideals? Like yeah. even Back to the Future, it's like yeah. all their problems are solved because he they made red. money. Yeah, yeah. Made...
3: and and there was always this uh, underlying thing. Yeah, there's all these movies where like the. That were made by businessmen, which are really funny. Like uh, there was that one where it was a Philo fax that Jim Belushi loses.
2: Could oh, you imagine yeah. if
3: you couldn't find your day-to-day oh, program yeah. book? Oh, well, that's
2: um taking care of business.
3: PCB, yeah. <laughs> it was called uh Which show's good. It was called uh, uh it was called Philofax when I auditioned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a uh, two-week the... window when I had heat and I was up for every crappy move. Did you do did
1: you, did you do one of the Dangerfield young comedian specials? No,
3: no, no. Kinnison did, but I never did those. I know Sam did. did those. But I why do I have I never did even a young comedian special. You know what's really weird is people have always thought I was much older. Like when I was, <laughs> on, like when I was on Letterman, I was twenty. He didn't go, "Hey, this guy's twenty years old." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just said, "This guy's weird." Well, you
2: started like so young. That's like you broke really young. Yeah, and like so, it's, you've been just around for a long. Like Dana Gould says the same thing. He says like everyone thinks I'm way older because I just started when I was like you know seventeen. Yeah, he was like a
3: kid. Yeah, yeah. but um, but you know, Tommy was like um, you know, Tom Kenny when I grew up was. You know, just, you know, f- yeah. since we're little boys, just, f- you know, talk about nerd culture. You know, he had thousands of comic books. Like, I would have to be his mule to get his comic books into his house. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> oh, my it'd, God.
3: It'd be like, oh, no, Mrs. Kenny, these are mine. You know, <laughs> 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 He would actually hide them in the trash. And then, and uh, then you and had to swallow them and shit them out. I would yeah, shit yeah. them out, and <laughs> I would put them in condoms. <laughs> <laughs> Batman, number yeah, no, sorry, <laughs> Batman number two. Sorry about Batman
2: number two. They're all issue number twos. They're I mean, all. There's no switch. <laughs> Only the second issue. I can't turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but,
3: um, so, so yeah, so I'd have to be his mule to sneak his comic books into his house. You know, when we were boys, Tommy had olive oil in his locker. Oh, like, like, that's
2: amazing!
1: Like, like
3: he actually was kind of horny for olive oil. Wow! <laughs> Not even like jokey. He
2: see if really he had just. W- I can see his wife. I can see Jill. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: So if little, he, had, uh, if
1: if, if all, all all Tom Kenny had to do was wait around until now, when you can go to sites where people make porns out of out of cartoon uh, characters, no, that
3: would have been like he, he he would have been aghast at that. That would have uh, soiled it. He would be so mad.
1: Just like oh, I've always wanted to see Marge blow Flanders. Yeah, yeah. no,
3: that's. Ter- Terrible. Those yeah.
1: are
2: the worst. It's always the, the ads animated. on the side. They look so, so funny. What, are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> when all the porno sites I go to, Chris. <laughs> Why did you become that guy? Because okay. this is Why? the guy I turn into when I see boobs this and This is the guy who jerks off to porn. This is the
3: guy who jerks <laughs> off this to a guy getting choked. I like to watch. <laughs> Why is it? Who wants? You know what uh, ruins it for me? Not even animation. Uh, entering uh, Ned Flanders into any scenario is a real <laughs> cockwalk. You know? that's, that's really an erection I'm going to Camarino. Camily Um. So, yeah, Tommy was always, uh, uh, you know, uber nerd. So it's kind of funny now to go like Comic-Con with him and, you know, you can't even walk. You know, he's just. Well, so-
1: he's like a is like a he's like an encyclopedia. Yeah, of, he is. of information
3: of, of 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 all things nerd, but also like roots music, and um, he's just a really brilliant guy. Yeah, I mean, you, he's
1: the second he starts talking to you, you go, "Oh, this guy's way smarter than I am. He's way yeah, smarter yeah, than I and am." And I've
3: always felt like a, a lunkhead, because I grew up. He was my best friend, and here is this guy who's really brilliant and really funny, and I I kind of feel like you know why I write and direct now it has a lot to do with my relationship with Tom Kenny because. I used to just sit and watch Tom Kenny. We'd come home from school, and he'd not only do impressions of the teachers, but he'd play the whole class. And oh, wow. you know what I mean. And, and I would just be crying. And, and I'm not really doing anything much different now. You know, I just have my friends, and I and I and I watch them ad lib and act. And what was your what was your connection to the Murray family? Oh, I uh, Joel, uh, I knew from one crazy summer. But oh, I, that's how you guys never, became friends. I didn't. I didn't know Bill Murray at all when I got the job on on Scrooge. That's a that's a rumor out there that uh, he had something to do with my hiring. Um, Uh, or that, like, I... uh, Because Sam Kinison implied that I stopped him from getting a job on Scrooge. It's like, no, they just met him and thought he was an asshole. I don't see Sam Kinison as Elliot Loudermilk. Yeah, but but I apparently prevented him. It's like, he was so crazy and so coked up and nuts, like... And I was in his, like, uh... You know, I was under, you know, he, he hated me and, 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 and lied about me. And, 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 and it was such a drag to have this guy, this big loud mouth uh, bashing you all the time, you know. It was really strange to like... Hey, okay, you're going to be famous, but there's going to be this guy that you have nothing in common with who's going to be obsessed with you. It was really strange. I Did mean, he think that you guys were in the
1: same, because you
3: both had long hair or something? Well, he thought I was derivative, or he claimed I was derivative, but I can honestly say, in those early days, I never watched him. So, you know, when I when I stumbled into the comedy store and this other guy was screaming, I, I, I was like, ooh, and I just kind of avoided him. But, um, you know, I mean, so it is a shame. I think if he had lived, he'd probably be an AM... And am you know he'd be doing Rush Limbaugh now I'm sure. Oh, you he, think was he super conservative? Yeah, very conservative. It was all about Jesus and and uh, well, he was uh, a preacher son. Yeah, and 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 you know I, I really gotta tell you I've had an assload of Jesus. I mean I really honestly <laughs> you know it's it, it's please stop everybody you know. I've seen do, I've seen that video too. <laughs> <we> can, <laughs> with Ned Flanders, <laughs> no, but, but, but you know people people will say to me like. Um, you know, they go. Are you worried that your new movie is going to inspire people to go out and 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 be vigilantes and kill? And it's like no, uh, but I am. Uh, if people were inspired by watching the new movie to be kinder, because that's the theme of the movie, I'd be thrilled. But I don't think a movie can actually change a rational person's uh, thinking. If that was true, the military would spend a lot of money on making movies, you know, because if we can make a guy a killer, we'll just make movies and then and then we'll have uh, armed forces and. And, um, you know, there's people who are saying, uh, you know, uh, and some very, very uh, right-wing websites are saying that, you know, and I'm flattered and everything that they're saying my movies should be banned. But, you know, my response there is if you want to ban... Uh, violent work of fiction, you know, you better start with the Bible, you know, because that probably inspires <laughs> <laughs> inspires a lot more murder than my and movie. incest probably as and well. incest yeah. and marrying wives of your brother who's yeah, dead yeah. and slicing <laughs> babies in half. Well, sometimes <laughs> you got to divide pretty... the baby up I'll equally. I'll just yeah. say this: in my movie, only one baby gets killed. Okay, oh, okay. and that baby was an asshole. Right. And, I mean, not the baby itself. The baby who played mm-hmm. the baby that gets shot spoiler alert, I get that <laughs> wrong. I have the dyslexic. <laughs> uh, so no, spoiler It's not a hashtag. It's yeah, a, a pre I know. Okay, let's go back. But um, there is a baby that gets shot uh, in the movie. And when we went to film the scene, uh, uh, it was, nobody had told the parents. They go, Ugh. they go, hey, what are we filming today? What? No, the guy actually said to the AD, he goes, hey, what are we shooting today? And she goes, oh,
0: your baby. <laughs> and
3: then that's when we realized no one had told them that they'd been hired to... Uh, be the blood pinata. Oh my god! So, gosh. Um, so the baby, the guy was cool. Actually, I mean, we didn't really shoot a baby, but uh, the baby wouldn't cry. And um, my daughter always says, "Don't tell the story," but the baby would just sit there and, and, and never would cry. It just like, like uh, it looked like Larry King or something. Like it, just his tongue hanging out, suspenders. So I would sneak up behind <laughs> it under the camera
0: and go <laughs> <laughs> like that,
3: and then the baby would go. And then as soon as I got away, it stopped crying again. So it be like... <laughs> <laughs>
1: this man can get any performance I get out of any one. baby. You know
3: what's funny? That's how they actually directed John Cusack in One Crazy <laughs> Summer. <laughs> <They> just, <laughs> <laughs> <basically> <laughs> Steve Holland would be on our fours going... Uh, <laughs> hey, you got to make this show, shot, Hoop. <laughs> <laughs> I like Push the fact that this kid someday will be like 10 years old and a police academy will come on and it'll be like...
0: <laughs> kid, he what's Peace. happening <laughs> <laughs> tears his yeah. off and runs out into traffic
3: um, but yeah so, so you do what you can to get the shot done is what uh, I do no I actually felt kind of low that day but the kid really didn't cry that much and whatever he did cry is all up in there in cinema magic why can't well, was- that baby be on planes with me well, the the scene for folks. Um, I'll do the I'll do the vision the the, the uh, audio version of a clip. Uh, you know, Joel can't sleep, and his neighbors are just you know they're all wearing Ed Hardy, and the fucking <laughs> and, you know, and they're just watching Entertainment Tonight, and they're all just going, "What's wrong with Lindsay Lohan? Am I really thinking you know, of Michael Jackson?" And they're just talking about shit, and and Joel's like, you know, the cacophony of. Uh, I can't remember what he said something like the cacophony of shit that comes through that wall is absolutely soul crushing he hey, the neighbors don't care they know that uh, they don't know that I uh I want to kill them. And he says, I know that it's not normal to kill, but I also know I'm no longer normal. I hate that baby. I hate that baby's fat, stupid face. <laughs> and then Joel kicks in the door, and they go, hey, bro, what's wrong? He goes, a lot. <laughs> Single-hand shotgun pump. Oh, fuck. And he shoots the guy. And then she goes, don't shoot me. I have a baby. And then she throws the baby up in the air. And then, blam! You know, she <laughs> <laughs> shoots the baby Christ. like a skeet. And then um, also little onesies and diaper comes floating down like <laughs> snow. And then, <laughs> but it's um, light-hearted. <laughs> that's the first ninety seconds. I don't think I'm ruining the movie for anybody. Uh, it's like I always kind of put something at the beginning of the movie. Is like, are you in or are you out? <laughs> right. You know. Mm. You know. Uh, here's the here's the bailout. It's yeah. kind of like my stand-up. It was always like you know, kind of going on stage and, and and starting from a hole and trying to work out of it. You know.
1: Oh, I heard Dana say that one time. I heard Dana Gould say that one time. He start he started on he ripped into the audience about something he ripped into this girl at at the improv once because she wouldn't shut up or or or, no it was the audience as a whole was it was just one of those shows where it was just like the audience was just not on board for comedy almost to the point where all the comedians were sort of like well why'd these people come out tonight and so dana gets on stage and he just fucking (laughs) he rips into them so eloquently and then there's this kind of like the audience the audience feels like it's been slapped across the face and then he just kind of paused he was like I just wanted to start out from a hole to see if I could dig myself out <laughs> of it because that's how confident I am in my jokes.
3: <laughs> and he ended up killing. Well, I get like to, to, to you know, I was in uh, Sioux City and this table full of drunk uh, women come in and they're obviously the, like, uh, hoi polloi of Sioux City, the housewives of Sioux City. Oh. And they're sitting in the front and they're with their dates and they won't shut up. And they to the point where the audience is going, kick them out, you know, and... Um, and uh, finally I go, okay, you want to make the show about you, I'll make the show about you. And and I just, like, at that point, honestly, when I do this, I really don't have an idea of what I'm saying. It's just like, Bleh! you know, blind rage. Just, just saying all this stuff. By the way, and the audience goes nuts. You know, the crowd's cheering because... Uh, you know, because people love that. I mean, a bar has never emptied because someone said, "Quick, two guys are getting along in the parking lot." Let's go. <laughs> you know, people love yeah. rotten behavior. So the crowd's cheering, and I get to the end of it, and uh, I really don't know what I said. So then I continue with my act, and this one woman stands up, and she's just sobbing, and she goes, "I'm not a whore. It's my birthday." Oh. God. <laughs> Not mutually exclusive. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty. yeah. I go, what? Whores don't have birthdays. But then,
1: at that, <laughs> yeah. then at all... that point, I think maybe a weird pause, and then, Happy, Happy
0: birthday! It <laughs> came out after
2: like <laughs> dead <laughs> silence. <Happy birthday> <laughs> dear, <laughs> Ashley, Ashley, You're pulling out the paper. Ashley, <laughs> the whore.
3: Happy
2: birthday.
0: Um,
3: but um, yeah. So I mean, I'm out there doing stand up all the time still, and I do, uh, and I and I just keep making these very small movies. You know, this one was at South by and the Toronto Film Festival, and and the two before that were both at Sundance. But I mean, I'm fully aware that people don't think of me as <laughs> as a movie maker. Well, you know?
2: that's why you have, you kind of uh, have your Ed Wood tattoo because you say you're more in tune to being the new Ed Wood.
3: Well, I, I I do have a, a a sincere love of Ed Wood, but it's also the fact that Ed Wood is not the worst film director. You know what I'm saying? Um, no,
2: the guy from American Movie is the worst <laughs> film
3: director. <laughs> no, I know Mark. He's really, <laughs> I like Mark Bostrak, but um, but 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 you know, a a guy who goes and makes a movie that he's not passionate about just for money or trying to appeal to the most amount of people. I mean, that that's way worse than anything. Ed. So like, you couldn't work in the
1: studio system then?
3: No, no. And, and I, and I don't even bother trying, you know what I'm saying? Um, if I was really protective and it was like an idea that, that, that I thought I could, but, but I don't, I don't, I don't ever pursue it at this point in my, in my life. That's the thing everyone
2: forgets about. They, they talk about how I was the worst director of all time, but you can't see another guy that like put in the work of writing the scripts, um, uh, producing it, raising the money right. with backers, and, and then
3: bringing his friends. He, and he had all those friends, and they're very personal. Yeah, you know, clearly, you don't know, scratch the surface. Well, he know. was he was yeah. basically the internet before the internet. Like he was YouTube
1: <laughs> before yeah. YouTube.
3: Well, I like you know the idea. It's just like here is this dude who's dressing up as a woman, and then it just so happens that that's one of the themes in one of the movies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love how how personal it was. The title
2: is "I Changed My Sex." He doesn't get it. He doesn't have the surgery (laughs) until fifteen minutes before the movie ends.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So, so that is, uh, you know, uh, is my relationship with Ed Wood and, and 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 Robin Williams, who who did World's Greatest Dad with myself. You know, he. He he dubbed me Bob Wood, you know, because it's always just it really is. It's like we don't have permits today. <laughs> what do we do? Run? You know? yeah, yeah. Cops. <laughs> you, <laughs> you really yeah. want to go through that door? Yeah. Yeah. God, God, looks like me.
2: Big Baldy had trouble getting through that door there. Yeah. I in don't. Everyday life, <laughs> Eddie. He would have
3: that problem in real life. Moving yeah, yeah. on, yeah.
1: Brent. I don't know. I don't. I don't know Robin. I've met him one time, and I know he gets a lot of shit about like joke stealing and stuff. But I, the one time <laughs> I hung out with him, he could not have been nicer. Like he was the, he was in a room full of comics, and he did not try to compete. Like he right. just he played along with everyone else. Dude, and he then was one of, like we, and then he would just stop and go, "Oh hi, how's it going?" Like yeah, he was yeah, such a fucking he's nice very guy. Nice.
2: And we were hanging outside of UCB once. You might have been sitting around too. I was at that same show, I think, and he was just ripping around with everybody, just so fucking funny. Yeah,
1: he was at Sketchfest this year, and like we just finished, I did the Tom Lennon
2: show, the, the state show, and then afterwards we went upstairs, and like Robin Williams was just really quiet in the corner, just yeah. waiting. Yeah.
1: To I say really hello think to he maybe <laughs> just absorbs stuff like a sponge and then just can't control what's coming out of his mouth but, when he's riffing but I sometimes. I also feel that
3: like the material uh, years ago that, here's the difference I think between Robin and other folks. Um, when Robin did uh, do other people's material, he actually paid them and gave them money and felt horrible about it. So there was a paper trail. Now, other people, who, when they're derivative of other people, they just call that person a thief and bash them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I mean, his mistake was that he actually did the mensch thing. And, 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 and you know, he's been my friend since I was 19 and uh, maybe my material blows, but uh, he certainly hasn't borrowed <laughs> anything from me in
1: the past 20 years. Hello, everyone.
3: It's very nice to be here. Ah!
1: Yeah, Robin, yeah. what are you doing?
3: My <laughs> mother had a baby and its head popped off. ah uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's Bobcat Goldthwaite doing Robin Williams <laughs> doing Bobcat Goldthwait. We're getting fucking meta, yo. <laughs> that yeah. is going Later. deep. That is several,
3: several levels deep. <laughs> the onion is inside us. <laughs> so, um, is that why I'm crying? Now, yeah, so we were discussing off the air. Uh, I'm probably going to start a new motion picture. Uh, I uh, and uh, and um, I guess it'll be an exclusive uh, if this movie goes, and it really looks like it's going. It's, if you never um,
2: put out that podcast that I was on with you, yeah,
3: well, which <laughs> which, which which you know the people have spoken, <laughs> and they want more Bobcat podcasts. Mm. No, so so. Um, I did it, uh, it's a movie, um, uh, I was in Wisconsin, and there was a minister who got arrested because he had stolen fetuses and gave them Christian burials. And I thought, well, this just writes itself, zombie fetuses. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah.
2: So you can okay. understand yeah, my giddy I, excitement. You know, but,
3: oh, my But here's God. the thing, I think I really, you know, we'll talk about it here because I really think that might be one of the last zombie genres that hasn't been done, that I'm aware of. Fet- Tiles. Yeah, zombie fetuses, little tiny, you know, yeah. and, uh... And, they, and they keep trying to find hosts, you know, and they, they, a lot of zombie fuses go up people's asses in the screenplay. <laughs> oh, you oh well, of course. But it's uh it's it's very, very gory. I didn't think it was until I started showing it to people and they're going, <laughs> I'm oh uh, asking what it's called. The yes. Crawling Dead? Oh, it's uh Ankle biters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so um that's the movie I'm hoping to film this summer.
2: And know. then and like and tell also about the process that you g- you're going through to get funding. It's because it's a it's a neat oh. process. As an independent filmmaker. <laughs> (laughs)
3: Well, I've made the last two movies with Darko And uh, uh, one of the producers And he's a really great guy And and, and not just because these guys cut the checks And make my movies They really are good guys but um, so I, we were on the bubble for making uh, God Bless America, and I came in, and this doesn't work for the podcast. But uh. I have a, his name's Ted Ham. He his family owned Ham's Beer.
1: Oh, so, the bear from Ham's! So, so I came
3: in. <laughs> with, a, oh ha- with, a, with a Ham's beer. It's a full bear color
2: beer on your chest <laughs> above your
3: right peck uh, by, by the way, beer. when I shouted, they didn't laugh. They all just got really quiet, and I was like, "Oh." Oh, that
1: was the. Uh, do they still do the from the land of sky blue
3: water water?
0: water
1: Ham's the beer refreshing. (laughs) Beer refreshing. Remember beer when refreshing. beer was healthy? It's, it's like the refreshing cigarette. I really thought it was healthy from the years <laughs> 1993 through 2003. It's got all your food groups, man. It's got, it's got water. We're mostly water. We're mostly water. And then and then, just, and then just
3: feel-good juice. Feel-good Feel vitamins. Good juice. Yeah. There's, There's just There's bubbles. Just, Which, yeah. where,
1: where's
2: bubbles on the food triangle? It's got to be like four or five. Yeah, probably, bubbles are yeah.
3: key. Without bubbles, mm. um, Hemo the Magnificent <laughs> will bring him in. <laughs>
2: Foam, there's your dairy right there.
3: (laughs) No joke, (laughs) foam is not dairy. Yeah, it is. foam is dairy, isn't it? So so, yeah, I showed them this Ham's bear tattoo on my chest and they got kind of quiet and I go, uh, well, uh, plenty of room for Fox Searchlight on the other peck. (laughs) 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 But, uh, you know, uh, my friend Jack Burns is like, Bobby, your your body's a NASCAR burn suit. (laughs) 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 <laughs> but I, um, you know, I just keep making these small movies. So hopefully, we'll do ankle biters. I've written a few more. I've written one screenplay that I hope to get going with. Um, it's a Kinks album from the seventies uh, called Schoolboys in Disgrace, and uh, I've met with Ray Davis a bunch. Wow. and He and I have been trying to get this movie going, and, and and I know I'll make it, but it's just much larger than. Do you know what I mean? It actually will take sets, and, and
1: well, how do you how do you do that now? Like how do you like going the super indie route? What do you What's your pro how do you get it's, it
3: it's really strange that's why this one's slower to come up with a lot of money outside the system you know I mean because because if I made this musical within the system you know what I mean it would be Justin Bieber with a Beatles wig on going hello 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 mate right. So, so, right
0: so I see
3: it. so it's so it's been very <laughs> hard to 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 get more funding but but I don't know. I guess, like, if one of my movies actually did make a lot of money, I'm sure that would probably make it easier for someone to go, sure, Kinks Musical, directed by Bob Scratch Goldfob. that sounds like a gold mine. <laughs> but even if you don't, even if you don't get, I mean, like, even
1: if you don't have that right now, are you just sort of resign? Do you just kind of feel like, hey, you know, I like making these films. Uh,
3: I can raise enough money to do movies if I want, and I'll just keep doing that because oh, sure. it makes me
1: happy forever?
3: Oh, sure. Like, even if, even if I even if I couldn't make the, the movies on the budgets that I've been lucky enough to make the last couple, I would I would really just go to Kickstarter or I would make movies with... Uh, seriously, I, I would, you know, make them out of... Uh, do them out of hand puppets and shoot them on, on TV, you know? I mean, uh, the, the, the movie that changed everything was this movie called Stay, or it came out as Sleeping Dogs Lie, and that movie we shot in two weeks with a crew from Craigslist uh, when I was directing The Kimmel Show. I had a, a vacation, and... Um, and that one went on to Sundance, and that was what really changed everything. It's just it, it went from you know this idea of can I make a movie, you know, and then and then when these movies do work for a small group of people, I'm not delusional. Um, it's pretty awesome, you know.
2: That so, movie uh, has uh, buddies Steve Agee and Morgan Murphy, right?
3: Yeah, Morgan Murphy. Morgan shows up briefly in the new movie also. Oh, nice. Because Morgan was writing on Kimmel. That's probably where yeah, you guys yeah, that's met. How I yeah, met her, yeah. How, how was it?
1: How was it directing the Kimmel show?
3: It was really crazy, you know, to direct a live TV show. And I did that for three years, and I think it was like 300-some episodes. So it's a different skill, I guess, than than directing a movie. But it's, um, it's a little bit like a, um, landing a plane or something, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's really crazy. But I always told everybody... I'm not gonna scream, you know, not not because of my character. <laughs> Ready, camera, one! Is he trying yeah. to make a baby cry in there? Uh, yeah. So, 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 so I, 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 uh, you know, I, I, I would always wear a different hat uh, all all day long, a different hat, you know. So if you came to the set, you would see that I don't know what I was wearing today, you know, when you. But it'd be like. Because, like, if you lose your temper while you're wearing a sombrero, you're a douchebag. Oh, literal hat. Yeah. I I thought you meant, like, you did a bunch of things throughout the day. Like, (laughs) today, all right, I'm wearing a fez, you know? And and it just kind of keeps you even keeled.
1: (laughs) That's a really interesting idea. Yeah, you can't.
3: You can't. I remember one time I lost my temper. I come. I took my hat off, and I come storming out of the, the booth. Quick, get the hat on his head. Get the hat on him. He can't get mad if he's got the hat on. And Kalino, the band director, goes, uh-oh, he doesn't have a hat on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I had such a great time, because you directed... Uh, Mike Furman and I went on as Hard and Firm. Um, yeah, I, in, I
3: remember. That. that was really fun. In 2004, Dinosaurs.
1: and then in... Two, well, we did Dinosaurs in 2004, and then in 2005... Jimmy, when Jimmy was dating Sarah, he came to an M bar show and some and he saw Mike and I do El Corazon oh, yeah. and he was like, You got to do that on the show. And so we worked with Bob. Uh, but it
3: was really fun. I remember like doing all these We shot it like a.
1: Te- we shot it like, like. Yeah, and exactly. Then, and it was
3: all these really, really funny dissolves and, um, and, 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 and star filters. And it was really fun.
1: But I don't, it didn't really play to the audience. That's what I found is the biggest challenge with doing stand up or comedy pieces on that show was that the audience was largely, like, just pulled off a of Hollywood Boulevard, and I think they <laughs> were a little, like, you know, at least during the earlier days yeah, of the yeah, show, like a little what? sort of like, whoa, there's a set, and there's a band, and there's lights, and, there, and then, like, I, I always felt like, you know, Jimmy, like, you guys always put great comics on the show, and I always felt like it was a, it was a little bit of a challenge connecting with yeah, the audience I mean, that was in that think room.
3: Of, I always think of, like, some really funny things Zach did on the show, early on you know? yeah and and the crowd was just like <laughs> you know what i mean and and i kind of i kind of just like wish i could just call all those people up mm. at that taping that day and say listen you fuckers now you're laughing
2: <laughs> well you remember when uh, Pepitone did the one bit where it's like uh sorry i can't do my set I have a young son that's been abducted <laughs> from me. And if you are watching, if you took my boy... Again, I'm sorry it's right it's for everyone else. you're a man. I will murder you. And if you're a woman, I will ask you out on a date. <laughs> well, do you
3: remember... Um, but when you go back and think about those early Letterman shows where it would just be, you know different kind of welding you you know the bumpers would be acetylene you yeah. know and mm-hmm. it would be very abstract and people didn't know what to make of it you know i i think like that was part of me getting on letterman you know back when they would have people on like brother theodore and stuff like yeah. that you know stuff that was pretty abstract i don't know what they would make of me now well the early letterman skewed very much like almost public access which yeah. was a complete
1: Completely. uh, I mean, you know, for people who are too young to remember what Letterman is like, you know, it was Carson who was very, you know, amazing, but in a very different kind of a a very mainstream kind of uh, everyone can watch him sort of way. And then Letterman was like for the kids. And so Letterman would do these crazy like Steve Allen, but like these weird sort of, you know, public access kind of stuff and it was a it was the anti show
3: yeah it was definitely making fun of show business uh, completely when letterman first came on i mean it would be really abstract and strange but but you know I, it is funny about carson w- what he did has not been replaced because um you know the humor wasn't like he he wasn't trying to get his zingers in you know right, what i yeah. mean he kind of just sat there and 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 kind of supported the people who were but on. he had but because he'd been doing this i
1: mean what's hard is that um, you you kind of need being on television for 20 years like it's he he built this character which i think was very much a Jack Benny tool right he built this character and then all he had to do was Mildly react to things and people knew exactly more than that. No, 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 no. I I still watch the DV. I have all of the. But I'm not. I'm not saying he wasn't amazing. How dare you? No, 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 (laughs) no. You're totally mishearing what I'm saying. I think Carson was um, unbelievable. I'm saying it's just what's hard to recreate with that is that he had so much history on television. That people Th- felt they knew him. Oh, it's
2: the same way when we Carson go do a
1: live Nerdist show. It's not just exactly like the same watching. thing. No, 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 it's just, it's like, just, like, what just like we're like talking, talking about, day, right? Yeah, it's just like being one of the legends of television. No, no, no. What no, I am saying there is, people have us in their ears for two hundred hours right. now, right. and then they go see us of course, live. Of and course, of like- but,
3: but that only holds up for the first fifteen to twenty minutes. Now, what we're talking about, with Carson. Though, here is a weird thing. And by the way, I wasn't. I am not one of these comedians that 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 is in love with Johnny Carson. But, but 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 Carson, here I was like eight or nine, and I'd stay up and I'd watch him, and he would screw up a joke, and he'd make a joke about that. And here I'm going, yeah, it's just you and me, JC. I get you. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And I was nine, and it was connecting with me, which is kind of fascinating. But I was actually asked on The Tonight Show the last month it was on the air and he had never had me on. Oh, really? And and I didn't go on because I had an Arcidio Hall booking. <laughs> I oh.
0: know people Good always go,
3: You're a fucking asshole. But but look, man, I believe in dance with the person that brought you. You know what I mean? And and he, he Carson uh, he was gonna have me on because clowns were protesting Shakes the Clown and he oh. kept talking about it in his monologue. And he was finally gonna have me on as a guest or or not finally. It was nice that he was but it did interfere with another booking. and I still stand to this day that 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 I did the right thing because i I, I for what it's worth, I stood by my word. Um, and that's why I'm fifty years old and I rent in the valley. <laughs>
0: but, uh, but you know uh,
3: but I remember the uh, they hated me so much at the Tonight Show that the only way I got on when Joan Rivers was she remember she was the host, of yeah. course, yeah, so she she. The producer was on vacation, she was hosting, she was getting ready to quit. So as a F you to the state uh, to, to the to, to the tonight show, she booked me. And, um, and then I made it worse for her because I just had her introduce me as a dog act and I came out again in tears with a top hat <laughs> and I made an old guy jump through a hoop and catch Frisbees in his mouth because oh. cause I said that my dog died earlier and my dad was going to replace him. Please
0: welcome <laughs> Tom <laughs> Colfrey. Oh. And,
3: and so, oh, and then the other thing that was funny is I sat down next to, um, and I had like a, a fanny pack with treats and Danny DeVito was on the show and I kept putting treats in his mouth and, <laughs> patting, him on, and patting him on the head. DeVito. You know, yeah, so the, and he, he played along. He did, but no, nah, he was kind of you know, at the point I'm going, "Ah, he's never going to produce pulp fiction." Why do I fucking care? <laughs> <laughs> you know, He's never going to. But yeah, so so that was uh that was my one and only tonight show experience. Wow. So it used to be more interesting just for me to just kind of do stuff like that, but then once people knew me a little bit, I couldn't come out as a guy who uh, was a dog trainer whose dog got hit by a car.
1: Is it just, is it, I mean, I guess you don't know this because you've always kind of been this way, but I always wonder if it's liberating to just like,
3: I really don't give a shit. I'm going to do what I want to do. Well, but here's the thing. It is double-edged because like you go, I I have to say that my intention isn't to bomb. Like when I do these things, I think, well, if I dress up as Christ and do magic tricks on comic relief, who's not gonna love that? <laughs> a lot of people apparently, <laughs> you know. And 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 they actually added laughter. <laughs> oh like, shit! I ate shit so hard. I was the amazing Christo. I'm like, <laughs> water to wine, <laughs> wine to water, tap the deck and back to rice
0: again. <laughs> and, uh, See, there is so-
1: a section. Of, there is a section of mm-hmm. comedy nerds that would absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. it's mystery science theater. You know, it's mm-hmm. like. Right people who don't get it don't get it but the right people love the shit out of it I'm telling
3: you I was sitting there and it was great there was this woman in the balcony and she had a sign that said I heart Bobcat and as I go down in flames, she lowers the sign. Oh. <laughs> Much like the real Christ. you <laughs> with the Galilean. So, um...
0: So... <laughs>
3: and then, as, as I'm bombing, and by the way, and, and I was like in this Bob Mackie Christ-like outfit and had a beard and long hair, and uh, I walked by Billy Crystal and he goes, you got the biggest balls in the business. I just ate shit. And then who was it? There was somebody... Oh, um who was really upset with me. Oh, what was that actress? She was in The Wrestler. Um Mers- Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. She was really giving me the stink eye because I was just as crazy. <laughs> really? Yeah, apparently Jesus oh, doesn't have such humor. Catholic. But Jesus loves seeing her cans in movies. Yes. <laughs> he did a lot of great magic tricks. Hey, with, yeah. Jesus was just a
1: man mm-hmm. like us. Yeah. So how, Okay, so for, for people who are watching that are like, you know, who want to learn how to take risks or do stand-up and they worry about bombing, they were like, did you...
3: Did it, did it? Did you feel bad coming off stage? Were you like, listen, I did what I wanted to do, and if no, they didn't get it, was, it, I don't give a fuck. Sometimes, when, yeah, sometimes when... Oh, often, like, when I would go down in flames, it really hurt, <laughs> but it didn't hurt enough that, like, the next time I didn't learn, you know what I mean? It, 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 so, yeah, like, you take your chances. Sometimes it pans out, and sometimes it doesn't, but it, it does sting, you know? And, and it's just kind of funny, because, like, even now I still will say things that are very, very... Mm, Brash, and then feel hurt when someone retaliates. You know, and it's like, well, they should retaliate. You said something really horrible about them. You know what I mean? It's very strange. You know, I I I try to um, pick my targets a little more uh, gracefully. Although now I'm going to hear from Marissa Tomei. <laughs> hey, she probably doesn't listen to this podcast. You're probably okay. I don't know. She's a big big Nerdist fan. She loves. <laughs> oh my
1: god, loves. That would don't. make
3: that would
2: make my year. If, if it was in <laughs> Rosatoma It would make my ear a Huge crush on her Wow Just Get because her, of her beliefs Just because of her beliefs <laughs> yeah. Just
3: because she stood up To Bob Scratch Goldfarb And said Pshaw I can't believe You're making fun How of our How mis- dare you
1: I cast my glare at
3: you Yeah Or you know what It could have been Somebody behind me like Maybe she had an axe to grind mm. With Joe Piscopo. Oh no not you It's him yeah, so, it's I was sorry, giving sorry. a I don't like his uh, I Sinatra. Getting, I just don't
2: like his Sinatra.
1: I was
3: giving Larry Bud Melman the stink eye. <laughs> <laughs> My
1: I want you to fuck me look has not been working lately. <laughs> My, I thought, you know, you know
3: cute and crusty, you know, like pouty girl. Not, sometimes it's not all about you. But, you know, it is kind of funny. Like, um, uh, you know, you do end up having this weird Rolodex of people who who, who really didn't like you. <laughs> <laughs> the longer you're around in show business. Really? I think so. Like I, I, I don't resent them, but I also I don't I don't, um, you know I don't think of them like. Here's the thing: it's like I make my movies with my friends, but not all the roles I can get people to, you know. Like like okay, so in this movie I had to cast a young girl. Uh, thankfully, I'm not friends with a lot of sixteen year old girls, so <laughs> so so there were certain young teens that wouldn't come in for the movie and. And and my movies aren't huge, but you you do resent them. You do you do go, oh, all right. Well, well, you stay there in the Disney ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, no, I, 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 yeah. I mean, and a
1: lot of that's probably. It could be an agent thing. Like, we only want you to do these kinds of musical I, summer yeah, camp yeah. movies. Right, and
3: I used to think that was BS, but it is really true. Like, uh, um, you know, Joel, who stars in the new movie, uh, I tried to get him in uh, uh, Sleeping Dogs line. His agent <laughs> wouldn't give him the script, really? I found out later on, yeah. And and Melinda, who starred in the movie, her uh, agent at the time said... said to, This No one's going to see this movie. It's going to go right to DVD. And um, she's like, this movie's going to Sundance. And I'm like, okay, crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Just do the part. Now they say, this movie's going right to digital download. (laughs) This movie's going right to VOD. (laughs) On demand. People go, do you like that platform? It's like, well, I'm glad I can make the movies. But yeah, of course you'd like your movies to have a big, long run, opening in theaters and stuff. But I'm not delusional. I don't think these movies, it's like, uh, uh, you know... uh, that, I, that I've made, you know, I don't think I've made um, you know Napoleon Dynamite. You know I, I I know that there's just a small audience for my folk, my my movies. I almost said films. What a fucking pretentious <laughs> load. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes when I hear myself talking, I, I want to punch me in the throat. Like uh, you were in Hot to Trot. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh my god, Hot to Trot. Right. Daphne Coleman it's still trotting. Oh, it's a sequel. That's I'm that's trying to get going.
1: Still trotting. It's a prequel, dude. You know what you got? To do? You should do I the. Trot. You should do a. You should make a sequel, but make it like. Uh, devils rejects where it's a completely um, like different kind yeah. of genre film mm. Where it's just like a super fucked up gritty. You, yeah, you, I love
3: Devil's Reject. Yeah. That's a that's that's one of the best movies I think in recent years. I love that movie. Well, that's that. I think that's the but kind to of thing for Hot to Trot. Like he thinks that the talking horse that's is Satan,
1: totally something. And he dude, cuts his dude, heart dude, out. <laughs> I, no, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. You could make a movie that is the un unof- the unofficial sequel to that movie, and you could just make it super fucked up, and yeah. I think
3: people would love that. But see, I kind of wanted to do that. Like I've always secretly wanted to do a talking duck movie. Just to show you that you could do a talking animal movie that was funny. I've never told anyone about this, but honestly, because I love Dex and I wanted, it, I really did. But then I saw the trailer for Ted, and I was yeah. like, motherfucker, you know. I just thought, like, if you had it, it's the foul is foul. Yep. <laughs> you know,
1: <it's> the, <laughs> Says the lead singer of the Dead Ducks. Lead, yeah. Yeah, it's all about
3: ducks lead man. Singer. lead singer. I'm sorry, I didn't
1: mean to bring that up. That's probably spot. salt on the wound.
3: <laughs> I don't know if
1: I'm, a, I, I'll, tell, I'll cut this out if you want me to mention this yet, but I believe you're going to do a podcast for us. Is this I'm, still happening?
3: I'm trying, and I've done some, so we'll hopefully have my fingers crossed, and, and Grandpa will keep doing them.
0: <laughs> well, but I wanted to in. do one
3: that was about, my favorite thing when I I look back on life was i used to have a rumpus room and it was just filled with guitars and basses and pianos and every instrument and people would just come and play and um it would be comedians and just all different walks of life and and that was the idea to get folks that do music and to get them to just sit around and play and tell stories yes that's my favorite thing to do it still is you know i i i'm uh, i am i am like a roadie that's my favorite thing. Like, I don't play well, but I love watching people play. I, you know... Oh, that's interesting to hear you say that you're a roadie, because that, that that sort of seemed like the
1: character of Bobcat was sort of like a guy near the band that yeah, wanted no. to be in the band but <laughs> I, wasn't in the band. Well, and,
3: and shouldn't be in the band. Yeah, no, definitely, you know. And and, and I've had, you know, I, I've talked about, you know, I toured as a comedian opening for Nirvana, you know, so that was pretty crazy. But but a story I haven't told much was when... Uh, uh oh, oh, with a cheap trick and uh and they I go so so I open for cheap trick <laughs> Jesus Christ and and so so uh they go to do the encore and they go hey you want to join us and they it's, it's surrender so they give me one of uh, Oh my god <laughs> guitars with 40 necks and, uh, <laughs> and I go uh Hey, man, what key are we in? And uh, he goes, You're not plugged in. (laughs) (laughs) And I go, yeah. And I just started doing these Townsend windmills. And I was duck walking, again, duck, across the stage like Chuck Berry. It was so awesome. And that had a little bit to do with how I ended up touring with Nirvana. Because I would met Kurt at a college radio station before they broke when they had made Bleach. And um, he wanted to meet me. And I always say people think, you know, it's kind of weird. It's just like finding out that that uh jimmy hendrix really loved buddy hackett but uh uh kurt wanted to meet me so he interviewed me on a college radio station and he actually did know my material which is really funny because when i was opening for him he he'd go that was a lot of old stuff and i'm like write a new album you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know like bite me you know so uh that's amazing was he a, he, was I it a loved comedy fan i didn't uh, what's that comedy yeah. fan i don't know he he, he liked, just loved you no, I don't know. I mean, we never really talked too much about other comics, but. Um, but he was a. Le- he seemed like a sweet. He seemed like
1: a sweet guy. I saw all these interviews that he would do, with this guy called Nardwar. Oh sure, yeah, uh, Nardwar, yeah. Nardwar, Nardwar the, the Human Serviette, yeah. Yeah. yeah, who was great, and he he was Nardwar has all these interviews of him like around <laughs> Kurt and Courtney, <laughs> and it seemed like they were they're tolerating
3: him. They're yeah. tolerating do, him. Do 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 yeah. yeah. But but Kurt was uh uh, my experience with him and it wasn't like you know we were BFFs and I was over at his house for barbecues and stuff but 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 I did tour with him and I did spend some nights where it was just he and I having a lot of discussions and um he was just really sweet and funny and uh, I rappelled in nude from the roof of the Oakland Coliseum at midnight on New Year's which was funny because. uh, I love how vain I was. I was completely naked, but I still wore a hat. Like, hey, I'm fine <laughs> with you seeing my cock, but I don't want you seeing see my balding pate. <laughs> you know? uh, I'm very vain. Wait, <laughs> but, Oakland Coliseum? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I think I had a bootleg of a, oh, a really? video of that show. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember because it was like uh, before the guy was able to tape a commercial <laughs> for the show. And who it, it was uh, was it? Nirvana
3: uh, uh, Dinosaur have... Jr.? No, it was but maybe mud honey, mud honey or something. I'm, I'm and then trying to and think. then Bobcat Goldthwait. I would go out and do, and yeah, and uh, I remember Oakland. The crowd was kind of nasty, but but so so I I remember saying to him, you know. Uh, you know i'm like i'm tired of being you know your scatter which was elvis's chimp you know i'm tired of cheering you up fuck you i go why don't you call paulie shore and get him to open for you (laughs) Uh so at midnight they go okay all you got to do is count to three backwards or ten backwards we'll tell you when it's midnight so i'm uh, i have the in utero wings on a fur hat (laughs) and i'm holding my own weight through the top of the roof of the oakland coliseum and kurt goes out and he goes hey oakland How about a drum solo? (laughs) And so so finally he goes, uh, three, two, one. And I just shoot down really fast. And I got a rope burn on my ass and stomach. And I land behind him, like, really violently. And he didn't notice. And he just looks up and he's like, (laughs) Polly, <laughs> Polly, and so I walk behind the amps, and there's just these bombs waiting to go off, and that's where my clothes were supposed to be. So, uh, so I, I didn't have any clothes. I just there's photos I've seen of me just standing next to him, nude, like the, the noble warrior doesn't know that he is naked because he has never seen clothes. You know? I just fucking ran it. I will say this: if you're gonna be nude in public, give it a little tug, because uh, <laughs> it, it's apparently there's cold. There's a little and, shrinkage. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm dead definitely uh, a, a, a grower, <laughs> not a shower, but, <laughs> but that's my, you know, I try not to have regrets, but that was a regret. I should have pulled my penis a little bit before I repelled. <laughs> <laughs> a, just a tip, just a tip for to the young come. comedians. If you want to be just naked. get a little
1: bit of blood flow in there, just fill but it yeah, up a little bit.
3: I've been new a bunch over the years. I remember once I was in uh, Corpus Christi and the guy's like going. He's like, hey, don't, don't swear. <laughs> so I come out with my cock <laughs> hanging out, and I go,
0: hey, any newlyweds? <laughs>
3: and, um, and so then, and then... Then they had to bring the cops, and they had to. I had to show them. Oh no, it's just my thumb. I was just putting my thumb through my uh, pants, yeah. which uh, I like my ego. It's like, going, "Wait, you're." Uh, your it was pre-tug. It was pre-tug. It was it pre-tug. Yeah.
2: Can you uh, can you tell the story of uh, the Wayne's World Two story? It was
3: just
1: so oh, so it, weird.
3: It was. Uh, I did watch like uh, there was a version of Wayne's World Two that 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 the 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 whole movie was. They were talking about getting Nirvana to play Wayne Stock and it was Which in is the, the big movie. Show they were yeah, I remember, yeah. yeah. So they clearly must have either reshot stuff or did versions where they just said, We've gotta go see Harold Smith. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Your or company sp- name or logo here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so, Black. <laughs> so so we watched the Nirvana cut and and I felt so bad for for actually it was the only time I've ever felt bad for like um You know, the the Saturday Night Live machine, like Lauren Michaels and all those guys, because I sat there in a room with Nirvana and a couple people on tour, and and nobody laughed. (laughs) It was like in this, it was this, uh, it was this like a business center room, you know, where they'd have a conference. And uh, uh, somebody from the band, I don't know if it was Chris or if it was the road manager, Alex, but had written a big graph of like why we should do this movie. And it's like, lose street cred, question mark, you know, <laughs> money. And they had all the different reasons and they had all of our names and whenever anyone would laugh, they went up and checked it. <laughs> oh, and I was God. the only one that had like three or four laughs, you know, and there's and there's nobody in the band laughed once. Oh. But I remember two of them once being on their own with Kurt like going... Uh, That movie Singles was on And he was like Hey everybody The grunge movie's on (laughs) (laughs) I love that he was That
1: aware of it Yeah 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 Because I guess I mean at that point Singles really Kind of tipped grunge
3: To the mainstream Yeah so But at that
1: point He'd been living with it For like for him It was just The thing that they did
3: Yeah I remember once in Chicago Like not being able to He and I Apparently we just You know I mean I, I try to make An effort now But I'm sure I looked like a maniac At the time and then Kurt, you know, we we couldn't get in anywhere to just buy a pack of cigarettes. Jesus. And they kept turning us away. It was really funny. And <laughs> either of us had the ego to say, well, I don't know if you've ever listened to the Nirvanas before, but that's <laughs> Mr. Nirvana right there. Right. <laughs> Apparently you're not familiar I'm with the Police Grunge Academy. I'm the Poster Boy. Yeah. I'm Fred Nirvana. Uh, yes. I am the... And uh, I remember the, the last show I did with them was in Seattle. and It was this arena that I think they normally would have hockey in, and and it was an extra kind of awesome show where the the, the they were smashing everything was on set uh, on on the stage was destroyed, and I remember seeing a little fire break out, and um and the PA is just going and just noise. It was beautiful, and um and um the The guy who uh the promoter goes, "Would you go out there and tell them that they're not coming back? I go, sure. and I go, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, stick around forty five minutes for part two <laughs> uh, for the second show as soon as we get all this gear back together, I just started and I love that that exists like I did hear a boot like where you hear me going stick around for the for the second show? Wow. There are still people there, yeah, man, yeah. they're coming they're back coming out back, man. I would get hit with Bibles and work boots and have m80s go off by my head you oh know? jesus but i think it's funny like the comics are like you know people are always obsessed with comics. like oh what would you do if you got heckled it's like i got hit with a teenager yeah. one night they <laughs> successfully threw a kid out of the pit and my knees buckled and oh. he's just as terrified as me trying to scatter <laughs> off the stage like a crab jesus but um
2: yeah i've been i i opened up for i don't like opening up for bands but the time the one time i did in new york i got body slammed by a guy that looked like a wrestler
3: He like like, jumped up on stage. He like, he like, it's
2: like we were kind of sparring back and forth. And then he got up, and uh, it's like it was like, because I was just the comic, the security didn't care. And as he got up, and I was kind of like, what? Like no one was doing anything. He picks me up, and then he. Drops me down, but kind of breaks the fall, and I was like, oh. "Oh, he's a pro." Oh, so he knows what he's doing. Yeah, but then he takes off his pants and tries to sit on my face. No way! And I really? had to block him with the <laughs> microphone <laughs> as this fucking four hundred pound dude, with like like long stringy hair and a beard, is like in his fucking sweatpants. Oh,
3: uh, so at that point you're just going with it. Well, I guess you kind of. Blocked well, I, I, I fucking had the face. mic, and I was just like. Pretty was putting it. on I didn't want to. Put no it one's gonna in to help. Sense. No one, really. No one. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I have a story when I was in Atlanta, and uh, I know we probably got to wrap up. Well, I'm just I, the the,
1: the, C, the CD runs out. We're recording on CD, and it runs right. out in three minutes. Okay.
3: Well, I'll all tell right. this story quick, and this will be sure, wrap sure, up. sure. I was in Atlanta, and it's a long time ago because it was back when I was popular, and there was like four thousand people outside. It was so long ago that Dennis Miller was the opening act, and <laughs> wow. he was a Democrat. That's how long ago. <laughs> before he we went for the money, and. um... So w- I'm on stage in Atlanta, and, and the whole show is just free bird, right? <laughs> free bird. And, uh, and I finally snap. I go, listen, you ignorant fucking crackers. The South's not going to rise again. The war's over. You lost. There's no chicken in the bread picking out dough. It's fucking over. If Leonard Skinner was here, they couldn't perform for you. You know why? Because they're dead. They're dead. <laughs> I can remember this Jesus like it was yesterday. Guys. I go, they're dead, they're dead, they're dead, Right. So now I look at the bottom of the stage and these woolly, like, biker dudes are climbing onto the stage. And I look over at the security and nobody goes to help me. That's what reminded me of it. And, um, and uh, I look and the guys got laminates that say Leonard Skinner, Survivors Tour, 87. Oh,
0: you've got to <laughs> fucking be kidding
3: That's me. That's why they're yelling Freeberg not to bust my balls. Oh, Leonard Skinner was really in the crowd. Shit! And I go. Ladies and gentlemen, Leonard Skinner. <laughs> and by the way, it's the first night I ever used my real voice on stage because I just go, Tony, get the car. <laughs> like, uh, like I got healed. Like Tony a, knows. Yeah, <laughs> kind of, like a beam came down. Tony, get the car. And I go, Whoa, <laughs> you were in a plane crash. You were one tough motherfucker. That's what I would say. <laughs> and then he hugs me. And he goes, Hey, plug our gig. We're here Thursday night. <laughs> oh,
0: shit. <laughs> and so wow. I plugged his gig. And,
3: and jumped in the car and didn't get paid until later. Oh, oh my god! god. I like to thank you for having me yeah.
1: on. I yeah. love that you were on. I I, 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 I think you I have probably... to come back because I feel like there are a million stories we didn't get to.
3: There, there's a million more, I bet. But I'd love to come back with Tom Kenny. Oh yeah, okay, oh, perfect, perfect. done, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, done. The encyclopedia of all. Tom did the pod. Tom
1: did uh, SpongeBob on the podcast a year ago or so, a little over a year. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's he, we had Fred Willard on at a live oh, Largo show, goodness. and then Tom came out and sang. spongebob SpongeBob songs songs. Mm -hmm. and uh he's great so yeah well the the next time you come back on we'll have you back on in a few months we'll bring tom on too
3: all things nerd come from tom kenny
1: (laughs) such a pleasure
3: it's so it's so good
1: to it's really nice to i don't know it's it's just nice to kind of get to become i always love kind of hanging out meeting people that i uh that i adored when i was growing up and it's just kind of a nice thing about being in the business for a while it's nice and also I, i
3: really
2: wasn't comparing us to carson
0: <laughs> still Please on don't that, ever huh? think yeah. that.
2: It's going to be two years. you still going to be thinking you're, about you're about it. It. You yeah, have I'm a true comics that. heart, yeah. Matt yeah, Myra. Don't yeah. worry about something you <laughs> For, said an hour ago. First show, of hour ago. show. Yeah. First show yeah. or second <laughs> show? Yeah. Enjoy your burrito.
0: Now leaving nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. <laughs>
1: This episode of the Nerdist Podcast is brought to you by Carbonite Online Backup. Automatic and secure online backup for your home and small business computer files. Start your free trial at Carbonite.com today. Use the offer code NERDIST. Enhance your listening experience with Plus. Enjoy ad-free listening, exclusive content,
0: binges, and more. Join Wondery+, in the Wondery app, or on Apple Podcasts.